Welcome to On the Line, a podcast for tennis players, coaches, and fans. Today on the line, we have Bob Sanchetti. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us today, Bob. Uh, thank you, Jenny, for having me on. Um, looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> Bob is one of our featured speakers during the TED Talk session of the upcoming USPTA Alabama workshop on Saturday, August 17th at Old Overton Club in Birmingham. And um, Bob, you're going to be talking about um, the art of taking a beginner to uh, making them a, a state champion. And I'm really looking forward um, to, to your talk. And I, I'm, I'm excited, too, because I've seen you do it. I've been there. <laughs> I've witnessed <laughs> this happen. <laughs> yeah, you've seen a few. That's true. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about, you know, how you, how you kind of evolved into this guru of league uh creating league championship teams well guru may be a bit of a stretch but uh <laughs> you know I, one of the things that i've always uh enjoyed um in you know in the teaching profession is just the simple idea of um introducing people to the game um and then seeing them improve or taking people that have been playing the game and seeing them improve and really get into it um, I think that's uh, one of the big challenges that all teaching professionals face and that all teaching professionals hopefully really enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think, you know, all of us want to see players that are playing a lot and having some fun and, and, you know, really enjoying their tennis. And so I think a good way where they're going from maybe a casual, more recreational player to maybe a little bit more of a serious competitive player is to try to get them involved in some of the um, uh, many you know, league opportunities that exist, you know, both here in Birmingham and around the country. Uh, and so that's putting those two together. It's just sort of a natural transition to try to get these players, you know, get, get them to start playing and then get them as soon as possible involved into a um, playing situation so that they can continue to play. That, absolutely. Now, so how, how does it, like right in the from the very beginning, you know, if you have a, somebody brand new, you you just met them, they walk on the court, and how do you take them from maybe that initial lesson or initial clinic that they come to to this try out a drop in clinic or something for beginners to get them to kind of bridge the gap into getting into league play? How do you get them hooked? Well, I think what's really important, um, I'm, I'm sure most teaching pros do this, but, but I try to make, really make sure that when someone comes to me, you know, as an example for the first time, whether it's in a lesson or a clinic, one of the things that I try to make sure that I do is to assess what is it they want out of their tennis. You know, what, why are they getting involved in the game in the first place? Mm -hmm. And then we have to understand that, you know, most players that are new to the sport don't know really the opportunities that are out there for them. And so I think what's really important is to write from the get-go. I mean, literally, the first time that you get on the court with somebody, um, once the session is finished, um, you spend a, little, a, few, a few minutes talking to them about, hey, what are your goals? What would you like to do with your tennis? And then, by the way, did you realize this was available for you? That's available for you? Um, you know, people tend to forget tennis is a very unique sport in that there's not many sports um, that allow, uh, uh, for example, a 2.5 level player, if you put that same level player in any other sport, 
they can't even they cannot compete for any kind of championships, let alone a national championship. That's a and really so good point. I think that's a really, really cool opportunity that tennis offers that, quite honestly, I think they ought to promote more. Um, you know, it, it, it's it, you can get people excited about the idea of getting involved and doing that when there's a, a really, um, you know, really reachable goal at the end of it. And then the other thing is, and, you know, I think I think most pros know this, but, you know, you, you got to get them where they have people to play with. And so getting involved with a group, getting involved on a team is really, really, really important because that's going to keep them on the court and keep them playing. And right. I think that's as pros. Th th those are the kind of people that all of us, you know, want to have because they're the ones that are taking lessons. They're the ones that are supporting your pro shop. They're the ones that probably are getting their kids involved in your program. And that's a, you know, from the pro standpoint, that's as good as it gets. Right. Oh, no doubt about it. Um, and, and especially when, you know, when you take an individual, you know, tennis always, always dubbed as an individual sport, which, you know, I don't disagree with that assessment. But, but you know, most of the tennis that, that people are going to play is going to be on a team. I mean, whether it's a middle school team, high school team, college team, and then you get into adult league team tennis. Um, I mean, there are still adult, excuse me, adult tournaments out there. Um, but, you know, th that's not nearly as popular as the league model. Um, and certainly junior tennis uh, has its, you know, junior tournaments, but, but there's also with junior team tennis and other team right. format events that, um, you know, more tennis is played on a team than not, really. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, again, one of the things that I think most people that I've encountered in my teaching career, you know, one of the things, especially newer players, are looking for is camaraderie and an ability to connect with other tennis players, and most importantly, with an ability to connect with other tennis players at their level. Yes. Um, and so the, the, the beauty of tennis is that if you encourage participation in, in the league activities that are available to us as pros, that fits the bill in all those categories. They, they, they get there, they get the camaraderie of being out there with, a, you know, with teammates, they get to work towards a common goal. And I think a real big part of that is, you know, your enthusiasm and, and level of commitment to them as a pro to, to make them understand they really can do this. Um, you know, that's the key. And then hopefully, you know, they start to have some success. And once they have some success, then you've, 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 you've gotten over the hurdle, you know. Right. Um, and, right. and, and then from that point on, literally, it's just as into it as they want to get. You know, that's that's really what's going to what's going to happen at that point. You know, and, and, and you're also encouraging these relationships, not just the relationship between the, the player and the coach, but also all the players socially. I mean, I, I know, you know, countless teams that, that you've worked with and that you and I both worked with that, you know, they may not, they may not be on the same team now, but they still right. all get together and have a Christmas party or they all <laughs> right. get together and celebrate a birthday or, Right. Or, you know, go to dinner and, you know, they all keep in touch. I mean, so, so you know, fostering those, you know, relationships is something, you know, and you got that through league tennis. You know, that's so true, Jenny. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of these people didn't know each other prior to being on a team. Um, and so it allows them the luxury of developing more social contacts. Um, and that, like you said, I mean, uh, that, that uh, with a lot of these folks, um, they're closer with the people 
that they first started with and maybe the people that are on their current team. So, you know, I, I think that's, again, one of the factors in tennis that as pros, we tend to overlook a little bit. And that really matters to a lot of the people that we encounter on the court, you know, in our lesson and clinic and team practice settings. And then I think, again, I, I just think it's, it's absolutely critical that you keep them aware of why they're playing. I mean, you know, they're, yes, it's true. They're, they're not going to win Wimbledon. We all get that. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean they can't win a national championship at their level. And that's right. one heck of an accomplishment, particularly, particularly for people that ha haven't done much in the way of sports. Right, right. Oh, I, I mean, I, I just think it's such an interesting concept. I was having a conversation um, not too long ago um, uh, with, with another industry leader, and um, – and I got so tickled because we were talking about sort of, you know, the state of tennis and, you know, mm -hmm. how competitive it is with other things like an Orange Theory Fitness or a Pure Bar or Yoga Circle mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. You know, mm -hmm. how there's not as much commitment. You can just kind of drop in and drop out and come when you can. And, you know, and, and, and this, this guy made a really, really interesting point when he said, well, you know, the thing is with those places is that, you're not competing for anything. You're not, okay, good, go exercise, but you're not really, you're not going after, you know, you're, right. there might be a weight loss goal or a, or a fitness goal or something like that, but it's not the same as, as competition. And he, right. gave, he gave a really funny example. He was like, look at the, um, <laughs> you'll like this because you're a golfer as well. But <laughs> he said, you know, look at the popularity of Top Golf. He's like, anybody can walk out there and they can be a terrible golfer and go have fun at Top Golf. And I'm not trying to discourage right. Top Golf. I think it's fun too. But, but he's right. like, but I'd rather play and it means something. You know, he's like, I right. want to compete. Right. I, mean, I want to, I want to compete and win. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, and, and that's actually that that's a that's a very interesting point. But the one thing I would add to that point is, you know, golf, you know, you can be a, a, a five handicap and I can be a 25 handicap, but we can have a good game because we're really not playing directly against each other. We, right. we may be we may be betting or something, but we're really playing against the golf course. Right. So, I, you know, all you know, I think tennis you know, tennis and golf have always sort of been lumped together as, you know, and, and they're very, they're very, very different sports. And, mm -hmm. and I don't think tennis does itself any favors in, 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 in you know, in, in, in that regards in terms of the comparison, you know, tennis, it, it is, it is going to be, I mean, if you're going to play competitively, it is going to be a, a, a head to head against somebody, you know, I think right. the challenge for us as pros is to make that a positive experience, not a negative experience. Right. And, and I'm sure that, that all of us, have had the example of people, whether it's, you know, juniors, adults, whoever they may be, that, you know, take that approach and they, they take the wrong approach and, and the game becomes very frustrating. And, and, and the, sometimes, unfortunately, the ultimate result is they, they give the sport up for various reasons. Right. Um, right. I mean, I think some, I think pros, we have to take a little responsibility for that sometimes. I don't think that's purely the student or the parent in case of a junior. I think it's up to us as pros, number one, to educate our students right off the bat as to the positives and the negatives. And then whether it's a adult, junior, it doesn't matter. You know, we encourage we encourage positive um, steps and, and we try to educate in avoiding negative ones. You know, um, everybody, you know, look, tennis is a hard game. I mean, it, right. it's, it's, it's <laughs> going it's, it's, it's to be it's going to be frustrating at times. But again, 
you know, that's the whole point of having the, the relationships with other players that a team provides that these folks can, are going through and they can relate it with teammates. Okay. And, you know, and, and that's something that can't be overlooked. And, and again, um, I look at it, you know, us as pros, we're, we're very dependent upon tennis players. You know, I mean, that's our job. And so, (laughs) you know, we, we ought to be doing anything possible to foster and promote play. And, and, and one of the things that, that seems to be happening a little bit now, unfortunately to me, is there's a lot of um, a lot of focus on limiting play, or there's a lot of focus on certain types of play, and and again, we just need people playing the sport. And you know, you hit it on the head earlier. Folks have a lot of options now. Mm-hmm. You know, even even people with a lot of disposable income, they have a lot of options as things they can do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have to make tennis something that they enjoy doing that they want to do that they feel like they're getting you know better at it they're having success at it and a great way again is getting people involved in league play so that they have a positive experience with it and let's face it i mean who doesn't prefer winning to losing of course but at the same but yeah but you know but at the same time it's 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 got to be done in a way that that's not the end all i mean great look it's great to win championships don't get me wrong i mean that's that to me is is kind of the ultimate thing but at the same time you've got to promote the willingness to try to to try to do that that i think is 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 the big step and if they're not successful they got to keep going you know it's it's not it's not easy i mean anybody that plays in these leagues realizes that you know it's the 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 2-5 level and the 5-0 level aren't much different in terms of competitiveness there may be there may be a difference there in terms of you know shot making ability, mm-hmm. um, but but in terms of competitiveness, yeah, it's it's you know there, I don't see a difference. You know right. I, I think it's very you know the two fives are very much into it that are oh, doing yeah. you know doing these things oh, and no so you know that that's something we have to I think foster in a positive way. Oh for sure and and you know there, I can't remember who said it to me but it's it, it has stuck with me um, for a number of years now. Uh, somebody put it this way, what you were just talking about, um, you know, winning is a thing, but it's not the only thing. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, unfortunately, you get this, you know, winning is the only thing mindset and, you know, uh, second place is first loser and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, okay. You know, that sounds good. I mean, I, I, I get a chuck a lot of the, well, you got to give me 110%. I, I didn't realize there was more. <laughs> than a hundred percent, you know, I mean, that obviously is somebody that worked with a bunch of 50 percenters, I guess, I don't know. Um, but you know, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, this, this, you know, the folks that we deal with by and large, I mean, I realize that there's pros out there that are dealing with, you know, touring pros and things like that. That's a little different animal, but the people that we're dealing with, even if they're, you know, super into it and they're playing multiple league teams and they're, they're, you know, they're really loving it and yada, yada, yada they're not playing for money. Okay. So there's gotta be another way for them to, you know, be getting a positive experience out of this thing. And, and I think the absolute key is they've got to see consistent growth, consistent improvement. I, I honestly feel, and I tell all the students that I work with, that's in your control. Okay. Winning and losing isn't always in your control, but improving is in your control. Getting better at something is within your grasp. And so I think if you can promote that and they do that, 
and then they translate that to on-court success, then I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head and, you know, you're going to have the kind of people that you want to have. And more importantly, you've, you've been a part of somebody developing a lifelong enjoyment for a sport that, you know, you've gotten them involved in. And I thought that that's, to me, that's about as good as our profession gets. Oh, I think that's so well said. I mean, because you never know what's going on in somebody's life, what they're dealing with. And right. tennis can offer an outlet, um, you know, for some fun, some, some just a way to maybe put everything else to the side for, mm-hmm. while you're on the tennis court. And, and I mean, I think that's a great way to, to you know, have, have a positive am- impact on, on someone's life. And, yeah, if they can develop a love for the sport forever, I mean, even better, you know. But I think it, it means a lot to be able to step out onto a tennis court and just kind of put everything else away. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, and I also – and also, and I'm, I'm, I'm as guilty of this as, as other people can tend to be. I, I think you also have to put your own – self in perspective and i think you have to realize that this isn't about you mm-hmm. um you know it's, it's not about you know you won the championship i mean i haven't won a state championship my teams have won state championships and yes i, I was a small part of that but but ultimately they did it i just helped guide them in the right direction mm-hmm. um and so I, I think it's really important that you know you take your own ego out of that equation a little bit Mm-hmm. And you realize that, you know, look, our, our, we're trying to have, you know, get somebody involved or keep somebody involved in a sport that we all love and we all realize that has a lot of positive benefits and, and a lot of positive attributes. But we have to understand we have to keep it that way, you know. And, and again, um, there's a lot of competition. There, there's a lot of reasons for people, you know, to get frustrated and to – you know, give up or not, not do it. Um, and we have to be very mindful of that. And, and, you know, and again, um, there's gotta be positive things. I mean, every pro out there, myself included has made mistakes and, you know, you, you're, you hopefully don't keep, keep making the same ones, but (laughs) you know, you, you try to learn from those and move on. So it's not about being perfect. It's just about trying to, you know, you improve and improve the experience for the people that you're involved with. And that's all you can do, you know. Um, and you know, I think if you keep that 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 attitude, and 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 you you tr- you know, you give a hundred percent too, because that they're they're paying us. You know, they deserve our best effort. If if we're not doing that, then we're doing them a disservice, and that's not a good thing. Um, but at the same time, you know, getting these people involved and getting them wherever their starting point is, getting them where they're they're uh, you know regular player they're playing all the time um they're they're doing lessons they're doing clinics they're developing positive relationships with teammates um they really enjoy the sport i mean i don't know what more you can ask i mean that's as to me again like i said earlier that that's as good as it gets yeah that's what we want i I completely agree um so one one more quick question going back Mm -hmm. to something we were talking about earlier um, mm-hmm. So when you get um, a new a new student that uh, male or female um, who mm-hmm. has not necessarily been involved in an activity uh, sport or otherwise that dealt with sort of the ad- the adversities that come with competition, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, it doesn't matter if you're 12 or 35, you know, you, you, you get right. the nerves and, you know, all of a sudden it's different when you step out onto that court and it's a, mm-hmm. it's a real mm-hmm. match, so to speak. I mean, so what, what kind of things do you use, like, to, to, to put your players at ease or kind of help them out with those feelings of anxiety that, that can come along? Not It doesn't happen to everybody, but that, that may right. come – Along with oh now it's oh now now it's it's a little different than being on the the court with my just with my friends in clinic or right just right on the court with coach during our pri- private lesson and now it's a now it's a match oh gosh right <laughs> well you know I first things first I, I think you know in, regarding to let's say placing somebody on a team I, I think you have to have some standards that you use to say yes let's go ahead and get you started. Or, no, we need a little bit more. You know, you got to get a few things down a little bit better and then start you. Because everybody's apprehensive when they start. doesn't matter what level they are. They're, they're apprehensive when they start. It's a new experience. They don't understand it. They don't know it. They've never done it. So you don't want to put somebody in a position where they literally have no chance at all of success. Right. Um, now, that being said, once you put them out there, I mean, my, my minimum standards are, aren't that high. I mean, I will say to somebody, look, can you hit a serve in without double faulting? And can you keep score? Yeah. If you can do those two things, I'm going to put them on a team, right, yeah. for instance. Now, I will say to them, you got to understand, you're going to have to take your lumps here at the beginning. You're not going to set the world on fire. <laughs> but at the same time, everybody starts here. Everybody starts at that point. Yes. Okay, now, whether they started at that point as an eight-year-old or they started at that point as a, you know, 68-year-old, it's the same. It's all the same. And I think you have to treat your players in some ways similarly to how you would treat a teaching pro. You know, I use the analogy all the time with, with teams that I work with. Look, the same things that make, you know, Serena Williams, Roger Federer nervous make you nervous. Right. It's no different. It's The level is different, but it's no, it's not any more different. And so I think once they hear that, they realize this is this is part of learning how to play, um, and then I think there's things that you can do that you know that hopefully allow them to improve and, and understand that they just have to accept that you know competitive pressure is just part of a competitive sport, and they have to learn to you know actually embrace that, enjoy that, and, and realize they're not always going to win, they're not always going to be perfect, but. Did they try to rise up to the challenge? Did they try to give it their best shot? Um, and I think if you do that, and, you know, that's a whole other topic, but I think if you can do that, um, they can have positive experiences, and, and, and they can have success. And once they have success, then you have a, a, a backlog of some confidence that you can pull from the next time you're in a similar circumstance. But, it, again, it, it's, um, th- th- you know, there's a big difference between a social tennis player and a competitive tennis player. Mm-hmm. The level that the level to me isn't the difference. The, the difference is, and again, this is something I talk with with every player. Um, you know, social players typically don't have a whole lot to be nervous about. Mm-hmm. Um, competitive players do. I, I don't. I don't. Th- I don't necessarily put one above the other. Um, but I. I certainly, if somebody says to me. I do want to get involved with teams and I do want to get involved with, with league and I do want to compete, um, whether that's a, a junior, you know, or an adult, um, I, I tend to deal with them slightly differently than someone who just says, Hey, I want to be able to play with my friend or just go out and bat a few balls around on a Sunday afternoon. And 
you know, it's no big deal. And, and, mm -hmm. and again, I'm not saying one's better than the other because I don't think they are. But at the same time, I think as pros, we have to be very in tune to what I said earlier, which is what do you know, what does what do your students want? You know, what do they want? You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. silly to push them in a direction they don't want to go, right. you know. So yeah. I think you have to figure that out right from the beginning and then go from there. That's so well said. Now, you have been a, a USPTA member since 1983. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that just makes me old, Jenny. No, that's all. No, no, no. And, and um, you were the, the USPTA Alabama Pro of the Year in 2011. Um, yeah, so, I don't know how that happened. I see people must have felt sorry for me because I am old. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, I was. That was a that's you know obviously a, a, a big honor to be recognized by your peers, and um, you know that was uh, I very much appreciated that that award. Yeah, and so I'm uh, very much looking forward to hearing you speak at our USPTA Alabama workshop on Saturday, August seventeenth. Um, okay. Do you have uh, anything, any other tidbits, anything else you want to say to, to the, the crew that might be coming out? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, first off, I have a lot of respect for anybody that does this because it's not an easy job. And um, I, I just, you know, if I can offer any advice to the, the folks that, that uh, you know, having done it probably a lot longer than he, maybe even some of these people weren't even born then, which is <laughs> kind of sad on my part. But, you know, you... you <laughs> no, um, no. You know, you just have to, um, I think you have to come to these kind of events anxious to hear different things. Um, I think you have to be willing to challenge your own beliefs mm -hmm. by what you hear. Um, I think you have to um, respect everybody else that does this and realize that we're all trying to do basically the same things. I realize that maybe not everybody does it in the same way, but that's part of the strength of, of I think, um, you know, the, the organization is that the USPTA recognizes there's some differences, you know, and um, I, I think you can learn a lot of real positive things from whether it's a state convention or a sectional or a national, whatever it is that you're attending. You know, I, I think that's important for all of us. And, you know, I'm always trying to learn new things. And I think um, as pros, if we keep in mind that if we improve, we're putting a better product out there for our students. Um, that's what I would I just have everybody come there and just be willing to hear what's said. And if it works for them, great. If it doesn't, no problem. You know, you, you heard a different perspective and, you know, file it away. Yep. Yep. That's, that's very well said. Thank you. Thank you for that, Bob. And, um, and thank you for your time today. I've really enjoyed it. No problem, Jenny. Uh, look forward to seeing you. Yep. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so Arnie, much. Th thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. -bye. Bye.